If you are looking for even more help and guidance on your breakup, I have a few different options for you to take your healing to the next level. I have four different online courses depending on what stage of the breakup that you're in from beginning all the way into moving on after heartbreak, or you can bundle all of my courses together and use the code podcast to get $25 off my course bundle. I also have my 30 day no contact challenge to help hold you accountable in going no contact with your ex. And we have our free Facebook group, Healing Hearts Club, where you can connect with other people going through breakups all over the world. To learn more about any of these resources, head to the show notes where you can learn more about my courses, take the quiz to figure out which course is best for you, or join the Facebook group. And don't forget to use the code PODCAST to get $25 off my course bundle. Welcome to the Heal Your Heartbreak podcast with your host, Breakup Bestie, aka me, Kendra. Breakups are hard, but you don't have to do it alone. Each week, I will be taking you through a different topic as it relates to breaking up, healing from heartbreak, growing in your single life, dating, and getting back into happier and healthier relationships. The goal of this show is to provide support, hope, tips, and to remind you that above all, this too shall pass. Welcome back to another solo episode of the podcast. Today's topic is, I titled it the next person you date after your breakup, but it this will apply to the few people that you date right after going through a breakup. It could also be the first relationship that you get into after a breakup and I've noticed that there are some similar, I guess I'll call them like stumbling blocks, but very similar experiences that I hear from people and, you know, ones that I've experienced from past breakups. So I just wanted to walk through what tends to happen the next person that you date after going through a breakup. And I think you guys know I like to put a big theme on episodes, but I think the biggest theme on this topic is Either consciously or subconsciously, we tend to put a lot of pressure on the next person that you date after going through a breakup. I think we tend to make it mean more than it does, which we tend to do a lot in breakups. And if you haven't already listened to the episode called What's Normal to Feel When You Start Dating Again, I would definitely either pause this episode and go listen to that one or listen to it right after. But I think that's a good refresher to remind you that there are very common things that you'll feel when you start dating after going through a breakup. It's normal to cry after your first date. It's normal to compare everyone to your ex and all of those things. But this is probably more applicable to the first relationship, like the first serious person that you date after going through a breakup. So the first thing which I touched on, there's just a lot of pressure on the first like person you're seriously dating. And even like the first date, one of the criteria people say like, well, how do I know if I'm ready to start dating again? And one of the questions I ask people is, "What? picture yourself going on a first date and picture it going absolutely horribly. How will it make you feel? Dating is just It can be fun and it can be enjoyable, but it also can be awful. So you have to remember like the whole saying, like you have to kiss a lot of frogs. You kind of have to be prepared for a first date not going well. 
you can't make a bad first date mean more than it should. I think a lot of people, they're like, okay, I've healed from the breakup. It's time to put myself back out there. And they put so much meaning on the first date. This first date better be everything my ex was plus everything my ex wasn't. It better go really well. Otherwise, this means that all of the pain that I've been in and all of the healing that I've done was in vain. That's not what it means at all. The first date or the first person that you date seriously is it's not like a crystal ball that shows you what your love life is going to look like. I tell people to use dating as like a laboratory to test out your healing, especially the first date you go on. I think it's good to go into this, go into a date saying, okay, I'm, I'm open to whatever this looks like. I am okay either way. Like I'm still myself. I'm still Kendra. Whether this date goes poorly or doesn't, I'm still good enough. Like kind of pump yourself up in that way and then say, I'm going to go into this with an attitude of curiosity and see how far I've come and then see maybe there are some things I still need to work on. But you can't go into it thinking like, this is make or break for me. I remember the first date that I went on after my last breakup was terrible. It was terrible. And I did make that mistake. I made it mean all, like everyone out there sucks. I'm never going to find someone. The date was so bad that I'm just going to share a little side story. We went out to sushi and I think like 15 minutes into the date, he started bragging to me that this older woman had cut him off in traffic, which we do all the time without realizing it. And he thought it was a good thing to brag about that he grabbed a handful of quarters and chucked it at this woman's car. So sushi dates are great because you can kind of cut it off at any point. You don't have to wait for like main entrees. You can just say, oh, I'm, I'm good after this roll. So anyways, and then I left and I called my best friend and I just cried. And I said, this is how dating's going to be. I'm never going to find someone. So that's not the attitude you want to have. I know sometimes it's really hard to not feel that way, but you do want to try to avoid having that attitude of, oh my gosh, this is make or break. The first person you date after a breakup is not make or break. It's not an indicator of how your love life is going to turn out or anything like that. This also applies to if you are like seriously dating someone and they break it off. Sometimes we have to go through like another mini breakup after a big breakup. And sometimes that can hurt more than the big breakup. I've heard that a lot where someone goes through a breakup, it's hard, but then they start dating again. Then they start seeing someone seriously and then that person ends it. And then that is just like devastating. So that also is not an indicator about you. It does not mean that there's something seriously wrong with you. Sometimes we have to go through multiple breakups. A lot of people have to go through multiple breakups before they find their person. But the last thing I want you guys to do is say, I've gotten broken up with twice in the last year, so I'm going to like give up. I'm going to stop dating. I've gotten messages of, what if you just decide that you're just done looking for love? I guarantee you guys... No one actually wants to be done looking for love. I get if you're frustrated. I get if it feels really discouraging. I have single friends and I hear about how 
crappy dating can feel and how crappy it can be to like be a single person trying to find someone to date. So I get it, but it is really important that you do not make your self-worth and your self-esteem ride on how dating goes right after a breakup. Just because you're coming out of a breakup doesn't mean that you have like this magical ability to like pick the right person from a dating app and have it go perfectly and all of those things. Yes, sometimes after a breakup, someone finds their person quickly. It's pretty rare. You still have to go through like this vetting process and this trying process. And that kind of brings me to the next part of this, which is the person that you start dating after a breakup, might end up being exactly like your ex. And that might not be a bad thing, but I think when you are someone that's really consciously going through the healing process, which I know a lot of my listeners are, which is amazing, and you guys should give yourselves a lot of credit for that, I think sometimes we have it in our minds that the next – we've learned all the lessons, we know what we want, we know what we don't want – And then all of a sudden you kind of find yourself like, wow, I'm with the same person again. Or you might find yourself with like the exact opposite person, which that isn't necessarily what you want either. So just because you went through the processing, maybe you went through therapy, it doesn't necessarily mean that your picker is going to be perfect. And I tend to see this a lot or hear about this a lot with like people coming out of toxic relationships. They look back and they're like, man, I now I can see the red flag so clearly. You feel like your eyes are wide open. And then they end up dating someone and they miss the red flags again. But what we're striving for is there's a saying in recovery, progress, not perfection. That's what you're striving for. So Recently, I was doing a listener episode interview, and the woman was coming out of a toxic relationship, and then all of a sudden, she started dating someone again, and she realized, like, oh, this person has a lot of the same red flags that my ex did. And the point isn't that she made the mistake again or wasn't perfect again. It was that she was in the first relationship for multiple years and didn't catch it until the very end. Whereas this person she was dating, she was dating them for a couple months and then she caught it. So it's you want to give yourself a lot of credit for things that you're learning as you go. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What would you do if you had unlimited time and energy? As you're navigating your breakup, I know your energy can feel low and it can feel really difficult to complete everything you need to in a day. When you're emotionally exhausted, it's especially important to be really clear on what your priorities are and where your energy should be invested. Therapy has helped me in the past figuring out where I should be putting my energy, whether that's career, friendships, relationships, events, which in turn has helped lower my anxiety because I don't always have to feel stretched thin or behind. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. 
Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash heartbreak today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash heartbreak. Are you looking for a guilt-free way to unwind? Between balancing your breakup, work, and just functioning in your day-to-day life, I know you are under a lot of stress. Breakups mess with your nervous system, cause obsessive thoughts, and make it so hard to just sit with yourself. This is why it's so important to have rituals that allow you to treat yourself in a healthy way. And this is why I love Recess Mood, a sparkling water infused with functional ingredients like stress-balancing adaptogens and mood-lifting magnesium. Life has been very full and stressful for me lately, and as someone who hasn't had alcohol in a 11 years, I need something that helps me relax and that can bring me a moment of peace. Lately, my favorite way to do that is sitting on the couch after I put my kids to bed and having either the strawberry rose or the lime recess mood. They not only make me feel good, but they also taste incredible too. So whether you're looking for a healthier alternative to alcohol or a way to make you feel more balanced, you deserve a healthier way to unwind. Head to takearecess.com slash heartbreak and get 15% off recess mood, your go-to alcohol replacement. You may also find that the next person that you date is kind of a test. And whatever you choose to believe in, universe, higher power, God, I don't necessarily believe that they, you know, send us tests. But I do sometimes think that we learn lessons, a lot of the time the hard way, And then we have a situation put in front of us that we will either be like, oh, I remember this. This didn't feel good last time. And so we change. Or sometimes we have to learn it again. And sometimes we have to learn it like five or six times. And that's okay. That's literally the human experience. But I think that happens a lot with dating. So for example, let's say in my situation – I kept ending up with people that could not commit. And mind you, this is one of those lessons that took like five or six times. So finally, I would, the person would say, oh, I'm sorry, like, I don't really want to have a label on this. And I would be like, oh, that's okay. We can just see where things go. And then just kept running into that. So I would have another situation put in front of me and I would say, oh, maybe this time's different. And so I would like have to learn the lesson over and over again. And then finally, I got into a place where when I was on a date, I would ask really early on, (laughs) are you someone that's like looking for a committed relationship? And that was something that I finally changed in my dating after going through this so many times. So that's something where a test was put in front of me and I guess, I don't know, I quote unquote passed. But I think we run into that a lot where the same red flag presents itself. And this is why it's so important to get somewhat okay with being single before you date again, because the more okay you are single, the more likely you're willing to walk away from a person who's exhibiting red flags. If someone says, let's just see where things go. Like I'm really just looking for a friend with benefits or something. If I'm really not in a good place and really feeling lonely, I will most likely say, okay, yeah, like I'm okay with trying that out and seeing where things go. But if I'm feeling good on my own and 
I know my worth and I've been able to really internalize how it feels to not be in a committed relationship when I want one, I'll say, you know what, thanks for your time, but like this just isn't working out. And that's a really powerful place to be in. So, but like I said, you might catch that right away. Or it might take you a couple weeks, or it might take you a couple months, but as long as you're progressing from the last relationship, then you are growing and you are evolving and you are on your way to finding the relationship that you're worthy of. And this brings me to my last point on this topic. I think what you've heard throughout this episode is the most important thing in my opinion, when you start dating again after a breakup is to stay really closely connected to your gut and your intuition. And I think the thing that prevents us from listening to our intuition when it comes to dating and relationships is moving too fast with someone. And when it comes to sleeping with someone early on, I think do whatever you want with the knowledge that for most people, including me, once you sleep with someone, the chemicals in your body and your brain are like crazy chemical rush. It can really cloud your judgment. And so I think people get into trouble most often when they're dating after a breakup because they move really fast. And that's, they tend to get swept off their feet. And you're at risk for being love bombed and moving really quickly before you can really get to know someone. So I'd say when in doubt, dating after a breakup, take it slow. When you take it slow, your brain has the time to catch up to your heart. Your heart has time to catch up to your brain. And so they can kind of be on the same page. When the butterflies and the dopamine and the oxytocin, like when all that stuff kicks in, it is really hard to check in and be like, okay, is this person who I want? Or is this person just really filling a void that I have right now? So I would caution you to take things slowly. And hopefully this episode really covers both sides of like if the person you date after the breakup is insanely awful, it's okay. It doesn't mean anything about you. I just try to tell people like it's going to be a story that you can tell at a dinner party someday about like your worst date. People ask worst date stories, not best date stories. So try to have that kind of attitude. Use it as elaborate, like a testing lab to see what you've learned, how far you've come. And if you start dating and it doesn't feel good, or if you go on a date and the person says like, hey, it was nice spending time with you, but like, I don't see this going anywhere. And that feels completely devastating. Kind of retreat back and like go back into your little healing cocoon and come back. Once you start dating, it's not like you have to like finish it until you find the perfect person, you can kind of step in and out of it. If the apps don't feel good, delete them. This is your thing. It it doesn't have to be one particular way. And then if things are progressing with 
someone, um, just make sure you're checking in with your gut and make sure you are giving yourself time to identify red flags. If you're dating someone and you realize like, oh my gosh, this is exactly what I didn't like about my ex, don't get down on yourself. Be really proud that you were able to recognize it and most likely recognize it sooner than in your past relationship. Progress, not perfection. And yeah, just stay in touch with your gut. That's where you have all the answers that you need and all the guidance that you need inside of you. Sometimes we just have to slow down and be able to listen to it. So hopefully that makes you feel either a little bit more confident before you move into dating. If you are already dating some people, hopefully this gives you some reassurance. And if you're beating yourself up because it's not going well, I hope this gives you the credit and the compassion and the grace that you deserve because dating's hard, especially coming out of a heartbreak. So hang in there. Don't worry about it too much. I know it can be hard. It gets easier. And I will see you guys back here again next week. I hope you enjoyed today's show. If you loved it, I hope you'll leave a review and share with your friends. If you're not already following me on Instagram, head to at your breakup bestie where I'm sharing new content almost every day. To join our Facebook group, Healing Hearts Club, where you can connect with thousands of people from all over the world going through breakups, head to the link in the show notes. And don't forget to check out my online courses for more in-depth help through your healing journey. I always end these episodes the same way, reminding you to be nice to yourself, stay connected with loved ones, and the biggest reminder is that this too shall pass. I promise. 